0: It's time for the Two Half Squads Show. Episode 121. We are so happy to be here. We are the Two Half Squads. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And this is the one and only podcast dedicated 100%. Mostly.
1: We've been, It's been varying. but So you can't hey, sue us. No. We, yeah. Disclaimer. Yeah. And last show was pretty darn, all that, hey, those letters, I don't want you complaining about those. Yeah. I that is
0: ASL talk, baby. It is. Even the Godzilla
1: stuff was ASL. Well. <laughs> all things relate to ASL. <laughs> no, the letters. Oh, the letters. Yeah, that's where we bring up all different topics ASL in those letters. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we do. But today there's no letters. And we're uh, this is the podcast dedicated to the greatest game in the
0: world. Advanced, Advanced, Advanced Squad, squad, squad later, Leader. And we know for a fact that it is the greatest game.
1: Yeah. We've we, asked people. We threw out the challenge a couple of shows ago. Name a greater game name and greater I was worried game. people would say like chess and stuff. No yeah, one nothing, yeah, nothing. 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 Shoots and ladders. Nothing. Yeah, no one responded at all. Makes me wonder why I do this show sometimes. Yeah. It does. But we'll, we'll continue doing it's it great. in spite of that.
0: <laughs> I hope so. So we have a good show. We do lined up. We we really put a lot of thought into this one. So look out. Well, we have. Looking at this table spread. Yeah, look at oh, look at all that. Which them we'll take there. a picture of this, and that'll be the. What hardly all fit in the frame. Look at that. I'll have to put on the wide-angle lens. What are you looking for? Your, what you've been playing
1: lately, scenario? I oh know yeah, you had right one here, laying yeah, around it's somewhere. There. There. there it is, boys and girls. Whip it out. All right. No,
0: don't. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> what I meant. Stop it. Let's talk about what you've been playing lately. Hey! Cue the music. What have you been playing lately? What have you been playing lately? Love that music. Love it.
1: And we've been playing. Have you been playing? Uh, a little bit. Apparently yeah. not a whole ton, because I don't have a lot of um, scenarios brought with me to talk about yeah. tonight. Yeah, I've just got one. I've got one. wonder why oh. that is. It's yeah, been a while. Know. You
0: were on vacation. Yeah. And I can't play Squad Leader on vacation. That's ridiculous. I don't know how that happens, but that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah,
1: I have no excuse. I don't, know, I don't know why. But what do you have, Jeff? I'm going to bet it's another Tarawa game. Yes, I've been playing, uh,
0: keeping up with my regular meetings with Rich. That We're trying to re- meet regularly. And we played scenario from the Tarawa historical pack, a historical module. And this is scenario number four, called Riku Sentai. Riku Sentai. Riku Sentai. And of course, all of these scenarios in the Tarawa historical module take place on the Tarawa map. Yes, they do. And we are learning the rules, Rich and I. We're going through uh, the, the Tarawa player's guide suggests playing a certain number, certain scenario in a certain order so that you can learn the rules gradually, which is kind of good. Now, this one isn't included in that. Oh. programmed sort Maybe of line. Maybe he might skip that one. Yeah, I don't but... know, because there, there wasn't really that much new in this this one, new rules, but um, it's going along okay. Rich is rich is pretty funny about learning the taro rules. He keeps talking about how, he's, he keeps saying, I don't know how any of this works. And he's like the smartest guy he's I know He's the smartest it. guy, yeah. But it, when he's confronted with something new, it kind of, it throws him a little bit, but uh, we're, so we're having a lot of fun with it. So this one uh, was actually a pretty simple scenario. The one thing new that it did bring in was there is some ability for the Japanese to purchase items. You get certain numbers of purchase points for um, fortifications and for guns and for things like that. So he he got a choice of different guns he could buy, fortifications, tetrahedrons, wire, etc., and uh, so he made a, had fun
1: making a wise selection. Did he buy tetrahedrons? He did not. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure. I, I'm just going by a vague memory, but I, I remember getting excited to have them. Yeah. But for some reason, thinking people just sailed around them, or I'm not sure. Listeners, feel free to post a comment. But yeah, and,
0: and actually, in this scenario, the beach doesn't really come into effect, and tetrahedrons have to be set in the beach yeah set up in the beach, so that really oh why would you buy those? Going to, sorry, yeah, so why would you buy those? so he didn't um and I as playing the marines, so he he set up on a section of the board and he's pretty much just set up in the center of the board and had to defend that and I, as the marines had to come in and and f- find a way through that and take over a certain number of uh victory points by taking over buildings and eliminated a bunch of his units. So it went well. I wouldn't say I did poor. In fact, I did very well because I lost very few units, but I didn't win. Oh. So I kind of got
1: yeah, I was playing a, yeah,
0: I was playing a little bit too conservatively.
1: So you had to attack. Yes. I had to attack and dig him goal. out
0: of pillboxes and yeah. And the like and um I had a couple of half tracks and a one tank and a couple of trucks, which I didn't use to I didn't really use the trucks that much, the half tracks. And then I also had those uh, alligator um, type amphibious vehicles. So, and those were interesting because you can only, the front armament fires out of the front hexes, and then there's two medium machine guns that fire out of the rear hexes. Oh, okay. So you can't really use it all going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a bummer. And yeah, I especially the,
1: when you're attacking and no one's going to counterattack your yeah,
0: flank. Yeah, nobody's sneaking up behind right. me. But anyway, we had a fun time. I mean, I, I didn't know how to do certain things. He set up wire on top of pillboxes, which makes it especially difficult then for me to try to get into a pillbox. Plus, it was fortified. So I've got to go through wire to get to the pillbox and then... Well, if
1: it's in the hex with the pillbox, so you have to move on to the pillbox. Got to move... Roll to get under it to close combat it? Or do you, yeah. were you close combating from on top of wire, which is a negative against you? Right. That's so you, what, so you can close combat it as long as you're in the hex with it? Right. You don't have to pass under the wire? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't
0: think so. But I didn't get that many units to that point. Yeah. Uh, I did put the drove on top to try to get rid of the wire. Oh, yeah. On a one on a color die roll? Mm-hmm. Ooh, look at me go. And um, I actually think I got that one. Got the wire out of there, but still. Yep, And I had some flamethrowers, which I used to pretty good effect, but it's amazing how often a 12 comes up when you're <laughs> rolling <You're laughs> a flamethrower. It's just amazing. It's amazing. But it, Rich was rolling very poorly, too. He broke a couple of his big guns, and they were totally out. Now, one thing I did have was some OBA. So I had, oh, okay. I had an observer with a radio, and I actually put him in a pretty good spot, and he was consistent, consistent. Uh, with his ability to to maintain radio contact, and I kept drawing those black cards. So, uh, but not having that much effect when he's in those pillboxes. It was uh, let's see how big was the OBA? It was seventy. Oh 70 yeah, that's not OBA, much. So not that
1: much. And the pillbox is like plus five or yeah. plus seven or something, right? Depending.
0: So it kept him from moving around too much. Though he did have he did wisely buy trenches so he could connect his pillboxes. And what he would do, plus he had tunnels.
1: Yes. Not. T- uh, you do. We we have tunnels automatically, I believe, in the Pacific.
0: Yeah, it wasn't it's it, it's a it's um <laughs> yes. And the interesting thing about that is he would go down in there and then come and then advance up concealed. Okay. You could do that in caves, you, I know. So when you come out
1: because when you come out of caves, you come up concealed. right? I think so. Yeah, and it was, then I would disappear into the cave complex and yeah. come out again later concealed again. So he would do that. I would
0: be firing at him, strip his concealment, then during his movement phase, he would go down, swap with another unit well, from another, and Okay, come that's up, different. Yeah, advance he, up, then he and he would have be to conceal his again. concealment, yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, so that made it difficult. So
1: I did not win, but we had a good time. Very clever. Yeah. Wouldn't he just go into the trench adjacent and have a concealed guy in the trench out of view? Can't you... No, you can't stay out of view in a trench, can you? No, I don't think so. Well, no, no,
0: it's not. It is not concealment terrain. I th- I, uh, yeah, I remember going back and forth with that rule book, terrain chart. Let's check it. So we will continue now with the. Uh, I think we're going to play number three next.
1: Yeah, and so the trench was not concealment terrain, but right. but it could not. be if it's in concealment terrain.
0: Yes, like kunai and all. Right. And I think um, I think scenario six is a is a bigger one. Ten turns, more units, and then we'll play campaign game one, which uses one whole map, of the two maps. Then I think we'll be ready.
1: So but, the, you know, you're gonna I don't run know. A small campaign game before the campaign game. Yeah, that does sound like a big chore. It it is, but I'm going to need it because I I'm just
0: horrible. And you're doing that four player then? Yeah, the big campaign game will do four player. Okay. The small one though. Could just be one on one. We could, you know, actually, we'd, cause we because we kind of like to would pre- we would kind of like to practice before we go against our opponents on the big campaign game.
1: Oh, you're going to be a team. So we're going to
0: do the small campaign game, and we might do that with four if you're interested. But you'd have to learn the taro rules. Oh, I think I remember them all. Oh, okay. Well, if you're interested, we'll be doing that. Okay, but we'll be looking for two people. to our play Our four
1: or six player game, mm-hmm. which you were still thinking of doing, right, is hasn't started yet, because we're also practicing. Yeah, We've got our practicing schedules mixed up. Yeah, we (laughs) do Both at the same time. Yeah. So uh, Mark Woods and I have been playing uh, Valor of the Guards. Yes, good. This is two. Rus, drown in the Orga. Oh. Which apparently the Germans were yelling at the Russian troops as it's Stalingrad. They're reaching the river. Again, the opening of the movie, Sniper, or Enemy at the Gates. Yes. Um, And this has, this section of the map has the... Ferry landings on them, which includes the buildings and the piers, all together are called a ferry landing in Valor of the Guards. Mm-hmm. And the Germans win by controlling all five ferry landings. Now exception. The number of ferry landings, which are multi hex areas, okay. uh is required is lowered by one for every four German squad equivalents that's set up in a certain building, B V sixteen. Okay. So, what did I do? Well, I put eight squads in building BB-16, reducing the number of ferry landings I needed to control. So, instead of all five, I only needed three. Um, I would... Then why would you do that? Because I didn't know any better. Oh, okay. I mean, it was kind of like a big experiment. Um, The building... Mark and I were trying to figure this out. So, we looked at the building mid-game. Like, why... Do they reduce the control zones if you're. If, if you, you start. In this building, it seems equal distance away from ah. the other buildings, mm. from the piers. Mm-hmm. So, what's the disadvantage of being in this building? And we looked at well, there's a little more open ground for them to come out and cross. Um, maybe by concentrating the Germans in a building, it, may, it lets it easier for the Russians to defend. I'm not sure. Maybe. But we weren't quite sure of hmm. that. And maybe. It, Interview Tom Morin. Right? Yeah, we could email him again. Email him. Yeah. Um, So, but I really, really enjoyed it. It has the Six turns. Turn three is dust coming in. Turn six is darkness plus two. Mm-hmm. So it's harder to shoot as the sun is setting. Uh, Mark, we played really slowly and did it over two nights, which, you know, I like to push it faster and do it in one. But he's been real consistent in saying, let's slow down. Let's really look at this and think a long time. And I was got into that. We just rescheduled for later, a week later, mm-hmm. and finished it. Um, And the normal special rules for Valor of the Guards... The Soviets are a mix of these NKVD, which have a higher broken rallying value, Mm. a number. Okay. And conscripts and some other guys come. And then reinforcements arrive. One set of guys on boats arrive on turn three. Oh. The other five come on on five assault boats on turn four. So as I'm blowing them out in the beginning... Even setting up eight in that building that supposedly is detrimental because it reduces the number you got to control. I am blowing him out. I'm covering all, all his routes. I'm talking about interdiction coming up on another show. Yeah. And I'm surrounding him, and I'm he's got a surrender, failure route, and I'm moving, moving. I'm taking the ferries on the left, and then in come those Five dudes, which include a ten neg three, Ooh. and so you know how worried you are about that. Yeah. Oh man, he's gonna unload a ten neg three. I got to move adjacent to that guy or have him firing across the street at me. Now the Germans got a ten neg two, so I try to fire base up in a building. Never quite got that miraculous rate of fire that uh, I'm known for when I play Bob Holmes yeah. from, um, with that neg two leader. He managed to break a couple guys here and there, but it's more effective with just my normal squads charging at these guys and outnumbering them early on. And if you can ramp up all these early Russians and catch them before they fall back to the fairies, I think you're going to win, although we still had a bit of a game going at the end there. You know, had I had to catch all five of those fairies, it would not have happened with these five guys coming Damn. out. would not have happened. So you're trying to get spots to... Fire at the guys' boats in the water, which is half firepower. I found it real challenging to even sink a boat. I never sunk a boat. Mm. I did casually reduce a couple guys coming in, uh, but by then I had the three buildings secured, and Mark's force was not strong enough to come back out. Uh, putting the killer stack with the ten neg two back, and these you've got three or four very tall buildings on a raised hill. Yeah, they can see way down onto all those ferry landings and into the water beyond the ferries at least the first hex we calculated and we think the second hex easily enough as the boats enter and so i would just take my shots at the first hex in with that 10 egg 2 never really getting ready to sink them um but a lot i just really enjoyed it uh of course i was winning pretty well um the 10 neg 2 was stacked with a heavy and then I moved the medium over a bit late, so I oh, would recommend okay. moving the medium up there and get that to be a twelve shot. Because if the boat's at six, yeah. and then you go off the unarmored vehicle line to get a kill at the star line. Yeah, and those dice were not with me. Other dice certainly were. Hmm. Um, and Mark did okay too, rolling. But I did note here I had he had six and a half to start squads, and only two of those Russians survived to fall back to the piers. Hmm. So, adding five in, six in later to the two eight. Had you had four, suddenly got ten defenders. All six of those get back there. So, I, I, something to think about before you play Valor of the Guards number two. Or you'll see drowning the Volga. What was the balance? Uh yeah. Well, let's see. Replace Russia may replace two four to six conscripts with NKVD six three that's big. Yeah. Because especially the rally number. Yeah. And there's two commissars. I don't wow. think Mark played his commissars as well, getting people routing to them. Well, they couldn't route to them because I kept eliminating them. Ah, okay. Interdicting or yeah. cutting them off. And so, yeah, I imagine it seemed, I think we looked it up on Roar, may have been like six to five or four to six or something. Not that horrible. Seemed balanced. Yeah. yeah. But great one. Yeah, good good for you the whole pier thing totally different boats coming in beaching so I'm gonna follow up and do the next one in that. or he already picked the next one I forget it Commissar's House oh okay whatever that is yes. dug in more fanatic strong points we'll try again it, it does add in new rules and stuff and I'm about ready to jump into the campaign game with this because it's a lot like Red Barricades but mm-hmm. Mark wanted to do some more I'm always open for that yeah good excellent well, we need to get playing some more. Yes, in fact, the fact that Mark's game had to be played in two nights, I was going to email you and see if you wanted to play that next night. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and before that, you were on vacation. Yeah. So suddenly, another what three weeks gone? Yeah, I've got nights opening up for the next couple of weeks. So. And we have company in now till Monday. Then I should I should be able to sneak it in there for sure. Great. And what? shows to edit and post, we'll be ready to game again. Yeah, okay. Dave, what you got there, Dave? Hey, it's time for What You Got There, Dave. <laughs> and I noticed a little problem, Jeff, when I was trying to do our record forms of We Missed Winter Offensive Bonus Pack Number 4. How could that be? I don't think either one of us ever bought it. Well yeah, that's how that could be, but <laughs> So <laughs> I, I guess said, that would said Well it. wait a minute. I'm missing this and the problem with missing it is cuz you're also missing what?
0: <gasps>
1: Layovers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for keeping your sense of humor on, yeah. that. I was really laughing at that last show. <laughs> nice yeah, layover. A big giant. That's a big giant layover.
0: layover. You'd be laying it over a lot of area.
1: Yeah. It's a yeah, big square. And it's and it's letter labeled, L.
0: That's a seven.
1: Oh, number seven.
0: Cut out, lay over seven in its rectangular pattern along the colored artwork so that none of the white stock background shows. Place it on board 66.
1: Oh, not, well, here. So, and what's board 66? It, now, you get this board with a game. Which board is that? Which is another reason you need to get action packed for, Jeff. Wow, I guess I do need get four. All the boards. I don't boards. Have, what board. if, I what if, have all the boards. What if suddenly Tarawa says you need boards yeah, to right. play Tara?
0: You know, this is messing up. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna tell you this, but I'm working on a scenario, designing a scenario, a two half squat scenario. Oh, are you really Yes. And it's been kind of a big project because my plan is to have it include all of the boards <laughs> and all of the rules. <laughs> So it'll be one <laughs> scenario that has every single rule, and include. I'm thinking of all the vehicles as well. So, well, here's so a, now I'm going to have to. I, I had, had everything
1: set. Now you got sixty-five boards. Set. I got another board. Oh, you bet, man. Um, that's going to mess things. That's really going to yeah, slow me down. Mark and I were flipping through the my scenario binder, and he found the two we made for the Pastel Club in miniature. What are, what are those? PASL scenario one and two. I was like, oh, we, for a time those years ago, designed a scenario. Oh, I didn't know. Based in, with the miniatures that I all had. And yeah. it was, it's a lot, like a lot of squads and stuff. And we made terrain, made up terrain for wow. it. And I drew maps of how you lay out these little hexes that I have for doing it in three dimensional, which we've talked about before, never really showed it yet. On the show, I don't think. And no. I haven't, again, this summer, I'm like, I'm going to dig it out. We're going to play a miniature again one of these nights. Yeah. And that'd be fun. I really got to get to that again because that is collecting some dust. It's time to dig that out. Yeah. But I'm like, look, we designed scenarios. Anyway. And that board has. Well, I'm wondering,
0: do we need another board, really? Do we need another board? I'm starting to think no. Yeah. Is this so very, uh, not that I don't appreciate more stuff. It,
1: yeah, but in, is this in a way, is
0: this any different than anything we've seen before, well, other than the layovers?
1: <laughs> I mean, what do you think of this? So, well, so, the right half. Okay, Jeff's holding it with the number letter sixty six up at the top, vertically. Yeah, there's a few stone buildings up at the top. Right half is open. Left half has got the grain and the brush. There's yeah. the river, little river, little town with the half roads again. The close, uh, yeah. narrow streets. Rules. Yes. Um. A hill at the bottom. Yeah. With some orchard on it. Grain on it. Yeah, so, don't know. I mean, it is fun, but at some point. Yeah. Somebody was sitting around over at
0: MMP, and they thought, oh, man, uh, we, we're missing a board.
1: Well, remember, including the board increases sales, because people... Well, it does. Cheating people, people. People love boards. Just Xerox off the scenarios. Yeah. And then don't purchase the product. Yeah, And it is a bad idea.
0: That is. Always to so that material. Is, so I guess this is nice,
1: and what is the overlay?
0: Well, the overlay the olay is mostly uh woods, okay? It's huge woods with a road running through it.
1: All right, I do and think a little bit of a river there. we needed that overlay though you think so. It's a dense, dense woods, yes, with one thin road, and yeah, I don't think there's a lot of dense wood boards and with a certain game coming out this year. Yeah, Hakapali. It's going to need a lot of woods, Yeah, but it's well, too late true. to include that in the game. Right. Because it's already done. What is going on with the color scheme, Jeff?
0: Yeah, what is that? So there's... <gasps> oh, that's a... Is that a, um,
1: a neg one. Yeah, woods in a valley. In a valley. Right? Darker green? Yeah. Interesting. So it's a raised road at the height of the... Oh, no, it's not woods even, Jeff. That's all brush. Look at it that direction. See the little sticks to come? Oh, yeah. Jeff has a glasses problem. Oh, it is brush. It's a giant brush overlay. So now I'm wondering that might be more historical. You lay it over 66. Oh, my God. That's it. I really do need glasses. And you don't, yeah, although from this distance, I too was thinking it might be woods. Yeah. And it's darker because of the uh, Neg 1 Valley. Yeah. But. Well, that's different. And the. Box, well, no, it is different because, yeah, you don't have that yeah. in a huge brochure. We don't have here. that in anything. Right, right. Uh, the box art review here. No, nope, ain't going to happen. Photograph. That's a photograph. Again. Yep. Although it says cover art, Nicolas Escooby. Well, it's still art. So he must have colored it up a little Some people think photography is art. They do, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't think he took the photo. Probably not. But Maybe that's him. And look yellow sheet of paper, not blue. They're really throwing me off wow. here. Did you see the listener in Gmail and said he had a whole collection of these things? Yeah. I don't know if <laughs> I wanted them. blue paper. And the answer is no. Well, thank you, but yeah. no thanks. It, it's yeah. not worth your shipping costs to get yeah. them to,
0: to me here. I've been to Home or uh, Office Depot, Dave. They have blue paper there. Cool. Yeah. It's not the same, but. All right. So maybe we'll see about this overlay. Maybe we'll see why they include this. So you have handed unto me a scenario. This is scenario W-O-1-1, otherwise Eleven. known as 11. 11 knee. Yes. And uh, this takes place in Germany on the 26th of March in 1945, German against the British. British win at game end by having more victory points, calculated as exit victory points, of unbroken personnel only east of the stream and within three hexes. Let's see, are we losing, using the overlay here? We are not using the overlay in on this one, so we got some. Uh, it's kind of a small scenario. It's five five turns. There's just three, four, six, sevens, three, four, four sevens, an eight neg one, a six plus one later. Ooh, oh yeah, this you don't see those a lot. More. Yeah, I wonder where they got him. Medium machine gun, a couple of light machine guns, Panzer Schreck, and a single SPW. Can't quite read the rest of that. It's very small. Small German vehicle with a seventy-five L against. Uh, so then there's elements of the Sixth Royal Scots Fusiliers coming in on along the west edge. And they got uh, five four five sevens, some two four sevens, nine neg one eight neg one eight zero two light machine guns. Wow, and seven tanks. Wow, it's going to be tough for the Germans. It seems to me there's a yeah yeah I mean there's some special rules here but you know not not, nothing really too exciting so uh, I don't know looks tough for the Germans I mean that's a lot of British coming against the Germans there and I
1: have comparatively oh sorry I have W O nine Stingham at Zingham. And continuing the fine tradition of, like, Half Squad's yeah. titles of podcast. A scenario designed by Chaz Argent. Mm-hmm. And there's a place called Zingham, Holland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. I did not either. We apologize to all the people in <laughs> who
0: listen to our show. Gesundheit. in Germany. Yeah, tell me more about Zingham. We apologize to who? Yeah. All the... Everybody in Holland. And... Let's just get it
1: over with us. We're apologizing to everybody. This one has six turns, Board 66 and 40. Germans win, win by controlling. Greater than or equal to four of these following hexes, which, again, Jeff has the board there. We're not going to bother looking it up. Uh, two-lane stone bridge on this one and some trenches. The German attacking, of course. The interesting rule four. Once any German unit enters a half-hex, or hex of board 66, Belgian reinforcements must enter on the following Belgian player turn. So it kind of establishes a criteria for when those must enter 1940, early war uh, mm-hmm. SPWs, the half tracks, and a PSW and the two uh, VCL tanks for the uh, Belgians. And the last one is W-O-10. Now, it uses Overlay 7, and you have the second half Ah. of it, Jeff. It's on two different sheets, so there's only three scenarios in this pack. Ah, interesting. And it takes place in France, June 6, 1944, The Longest Day. Has a rather complicated victory condition. I know how much Jeff loves those. Oh, yeah. It is. It's one of the ones you you made fun of in that one comedy bit that we did. Corporal Schmidt. Germans win at the end of any player to my having greater than or equal to six, but including only good order mobile units, prisoners do not count on the bridge and or east of the stream, which must include greater than or equal to one multi-man counter or at game end by controlling the following board P hexes, F three, G three, G five, provided in either case there is no good order. I'm not making this up. American multi man counter in six six M three and five oh five. The VP requirement is reduced by two for each half of the board oh. P-hexes the German's control.
0: Shoot me now.
1: Oh, wait, I'm not done. Oh. No, yeah, I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Jeff, that's exactly like what you complain about. So that kind of thing, you really have to sit and read it thoroughly. You have to kind of make a you list. Think? Like, okay, I have to do this and that and that. Yeah, I don't know. Our brains are just too small. Yeah. This game. I mean,
0: I I would lose... Not because I'm a poor player, but because of a technicality. Well and on- I'd much rather lose of it because of a technicality. It's only five actually. turns,
1: but it's got fourteen American paras yeah. coming on here. Okay. Eighty second airborne division. So that's nice again to get a nice little para yep. scenario. Mm-hmm. Haven't seen those a lot lately as I've been playing all these other things. But this uses board P, which is a starter kit board. What? So now they're kind of starting to say, okay, you want to play ASL, you need to mix it up here and get yeah. Bible or PA, all you,
0: All you ASL players that don't want to buy the starter, starter kit, now you have now, to. Now,
1: and I think we've seen it once before yeah, I or think something, so. but not often. So what's on the second half of that scenario card? Well, it's uh, German Germans. purchase table, so the oh. German
0: gets to buy stuff. Okay. So the German player may spend, he gets a bunch of points to spend. Let's see. The German player may spend less than or equal to six points to purchase his force from the German purchase table, blah, 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 blah. I'm not sure where it is here. But anyway, he gets a certain amount of purchase points to, to spend. Oh, okay. And then sets up on these different boards. He gets, uh, okay, six points to spend. So one point, for instance, can get you a, a, um, a Panzer, gets you a tank. That sounds cheap. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. They must have be been having a great sale. <laughs> well, what else can I get for a point? Um you can get a fifty seven millimeter AT gun that suffers from ammunition shortage. Sorry.
1: Okay. So but far still. I like the tank, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd rather but, have that. But the, um the gun can be hidden. But they yeah, and yeah, that's two true. Two points gets me a
0: nuclear device. <laughs> <laughs> it gets you a, a you have a choice with two points, you can get a bigger tank and an eight-one, eight neg one armor later. Okay. And all American, and in that case, all American ordnance suffers from ammunition shortage. Oh. So it's going to throw more complication into it.
1: I don't but know. But it's only five turns. Well, and maybe that yeah. gives it more replayability <laughs> yeah, maybe. value. Yeah, that could be. And look what I just noticed about these boards board 66 is offset and i would look i assumed it said only hexes a through k whatever yeah are playable but it's no it's not they're all they're not blocked no. out you align it and then maybe you can move to the right off this half board so now i'm getting that's really no interesting yeah, yeah. different board configuration
0: never thought of that you could probably oh we should start doing that we could make all kinds of cute designs with boards <laughs> connect them diagonally so just the two corners touch yeah um, exactly like make a roll to jump across right yes <laughs> well anyway that that might that actually might be interesting to play but you know three Crazy scenarios PC, that's not very but, many scenarios but
1: but it's a offensive pack so yeah they, they only right. go
0: about three or four that's usually. true. yeah so well i will envy your board 66 how much is the winter offensive pack i forgotten once again
1: okay 20
0: maybe i'll take it for 20
1: yeah, it's still available because I just bought it about three months ago. Did you
0: buy it right from MMP? Or right from MMP. This
1: wow. Story? Yeah.
0: They must be very excited when they get your email.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, look, it's closed. Kleinschmidt. Yep.
0: Everybody runs around the office. Oh, yeah. They pack it up real nice for you. Do you have anything on pre-order or anything on order right now from MMP or anybody? Uh, yes. What do you got from do you my remember? supplier?
1: Yeah. Acapale. Oh. I think Korea. Oh. Well, it's not on. Pre-order, for my supplier, it's on pre-order. Yeah.
0: But you don't know how much it is.
1: No, it's debatable until it's officially. Yeah. okay.
0: $500. Just looking up the winter offensive pack. Just see if uh, on the website, if I could see how much that is. Mm-hmm. Because we like to know. $12. Sorry, $12. It's worth
1: $12. Deal, board, yeah. overlay. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that was what's in the box, and what have we got now?
1: Rules. Oh, Which, the
0: the meat, the meat and potatoes of squad leader. And there's no theme song for rules either,
1: is there? No, really? we've talked about it, but yeah, we, we over haven't and over thought again. of anything. The show is the same thing over and over again. Yeah. At least the boat rules are going to be new. That that'll you, be you've new. You've not we, heard them. We don't like to do rules more than once, and I don't think we ever have, and I don't think no, we ever will, because they're really boring. So, time for I the boring bits.
0: I, I find them fascinating.
1: Well, only to ASL players, though.
0: Well, that's who listens.
1: That's true. Well, except for those that aren't ASL, ASL players. players.
0: Yeah, we do have some of those, actually. <laughs> so, we'll, we're going to try to do these for them. <laughs> well, I think that the, you don't want to take too much for granted that the people listening... I think we just
1: explain it a little more. So, All right. Well, we're doing Rule 5, boats, and Rule 6, swimming.
0: How did we pick Rules 5, boats?
1: Because if Dave just played Roos Drown in the Wolga which had boats coming on, yeah. and he thought he should reread the boat rules yeah. before he taught Mark, Yeah. he suddenly went, wait a minute, I should stop and take notes, because <laughs> then oh, two weeks from now, I'll remember enough to do it on the air. Good thinking. Wasn't that good thinking? That was
0: very good thinking. And
1: then I'd be kicking myself, oh, I just reread all three pages, and it's not a lot of rules. Three pages, two pages, you know? So here I go. 5.5, 5. wait, that sounds like a weird place to start. Oh, <laughs> should be 5.5. 5. 5.1. 5. 5.1. 5. 5 5. 5.1. But I put 5.54 ahead of it for some reason, so we're just going to go with this and start there. Okay. Only a non-broken berserk dude can enter a boat. Only a non-broken berserk dude? Sure. If you're broken, can you go load into a boat? No. No. But
0: a berserk dude, you have to be berserk?
1: Oh, no. Only okay. A non. Okay, this is where taking my notes idea yeah. weeks ago is not a good idea. <laughs> Broken berserk. Broken or berserk can't. A berserk. A berserk guy's not going to get. In I don't the boat. think he is. He's going to charge the enemy. Yeah, unless they're on the, the other boat. side of the river. But then, yeah, it's a say no. They yell, screaming across the river at the enemy.
0: Yeah, do Berserk guys, if the closest known enemy unit is across the river, what does he do? It's a saying no. Well, obviously he doesn't take a
1: boat. Does he swim? I don't think so. Mm, I don't know. That's a topic for another show. Uh, Probably never happens. They don't take a morale check, task check, and a sniper that breaks will casually reduce uh, the people in the boat. Because you can't break when you're in the boat. There's nowhere to run away to. Okay. So you're casually reduced. And a pinning is just ignored. You can't pin the boat, guys. Yeah. The boat's still coming. So get that done up front. Um, yeah, you're not going to break in a boat. You're just casually reduced. Similar to the cavalry, I believe, and those kind of things. Yeah. Sure. There are three types of boats. Okay, rule now, that's, 5. now 1. That's, the, that's where this rule should start. Okay, well, I... Thought it, it seemed I like well, shouldn't you tell them who can't go in the boat first? I, yeah, or, I don't know.
0: Sometimes the the order that the rules lay out do make a little, sense. little don't make sense to don't me. Don't or do. I think at first it should say, what is a boat? <laughs> Let's talk about boats.
1: What is a boat? Well, it's 5.1, the yeah. b- types of boats. Types of boats. German assault boat. Now this boat has oh. an inherent driver. The only one that does. This means on your boat counter, you'll notice there's a four and a two movement point. Uh, choice at the top. Well, how can it have both? Well, if it's a German assault boat with an inherent driver, it has a four movement points. Ah, because there's a and there's a little German symbol there. Is there? Yeah. Good, excellent, very good of them. Yeah, and in Valor of the Guards, by chance, those are also breaking these rules. Those go four. Okay. Just for the record, but that's a special rule for Valor of the Guards. Um, the. Four, because it has a driver. Ah. Without a driver, it's two, because it's paddled. Oh. Paddled around by personnel with five portage points. Don't they have a coxswain? Nope, that would be the driver, right? Yeah. Isn't it coxswain? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, D-Day. Yeah, remember, that's what I learned about those guys. Uh, rule 5.12. Pneumatic boats. What is that? They're rafts. Oh. Why don't they call them right? what? pneumatic? Pneumatic. P-N-E-U, right? You're looking at it in the yeah. rules there. Must have personnel worth um, a third of the portage capacity to use the movement points. So the five, the the paddled boat has to have the five portage points worth of dudes in it. Or it's not enough guys to row it. The pneumatic boats must have it worth a third of the portage capacity to use it, to paddle it. Okay. Saying how many guys you got to have in it. Okay. For pneumatic boats, a single man counter equals a portage point guy, but not for the um, assault boats. So the assault boats are bigger. They're constructed. You know, yeah. I don't know. I didn't research at all, but rafts being different, easier than to paddle okay. than uh, right boats. Okay. So we got five point whatever a small raft. I wrote down a three. Why did I write down a three? Oh, there's three boats on the counter? Yes, there are. Uh, <laughs> equals... Well, there are
0: three, two, or one.
1: Yeah, okay. The three is 14 portage points worth of guys. So that's a squad and not quite a half, right? Because three goes into 14. Not really. <laughs> but remember, the extra portage points above can be guns, a light machine guns, a portage point. A leader's oh, portage yeah, point. Right, right, so you get your two half squads okay. and a bunch of extra stuff yeah. distributed there. If you have only two boats, that's four half squad, of course. So then you got your seven portage points, which is a half squad five plus another gun or leader. Yeah, that's your seven portage points it can carry. Okay, and if it's got the one <coughs> portage point on it, one boat is well, three. Uh, one, I'm sorry, three one boat is, is point. three. Yeah, so you got a leader, two leaders. And a light machine gun, or just three liters. Now, a three-boat becomes a two-boat counter. So a a counter with three boats on it becomes a counter with two-boat depictions on it, only for combat losses or casualty reduction if it's in the water. So So you fire on it,
0: you can have an effect on it, and it would go down to... Your three-boat counter would go down to a two-boat counter. Yeah, I
1: think that's saying you don't get to voluntarily split it up when you're coming over into two half-squad counters Yeah, kind of thing. And then you would flip it over and eliminate half-squad or crew because half the boats were just gone. You flipped it over from a three to a two. It's now Mm -hmm. a half-squad thing, and the half-squad is gone or the crew is gone, dead, drowned. Surviving half-squad does not take a morale check or a leader loss morale check. Okay, again, they don't want them breaking in the boats because then what they gotta paddle backwards and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> just too complicated then. Yeah. And a support weapon that's in that boat, what happens to that? Well, or single man counter. You roll a dice. One to three it's safe. Four, five, six it's eliminated. Hmm. So did it fall in the water or not? Yeah. Fifty fifty. Yeah. Roll it up. All right. That sounds like a nice simple rule. Too simple for ASL. (laughs) It is. Hey, who had the machine gun? The guys that drowned or not? Hey, roll 50-50. Yeah. Uh, Those that save stay on the boat counter, even if it makes it over the portage point. So it's a little tricky thing, I guess, if you had the full points with a lot of machine guns in there, and then the half squads died and all the machine guns saved. Now you've overloaded the portage points on the surviving boats. Yeah. It's a, just it's okay. It. Just go with it. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, that's awfully sporting of them. <laughs> yeah, that's <isn't> unusual. <laughs> just leave them on there, even yeah. if it's over the portage points. Hmm. Don't sweat it. Now, the two boat counter does not become a one boat counter due to combat losses. Instead, eliminated. Just like a half okay. squad doesn't become a leader, right? So the two boat counter oh, okay. half squad yeah. boats don't become a uh, leader boats. Okay, they're gone. Gone. Now a two or one boat counter use... Oh, how do you know which passengers are the ones affected by that casualty reduction when a boat gets slaughtered to a half boat thingy? I don't know. Random selection? You got it. And you can split boats on land while on land or beached to a two or one boat. So you can't split them while you're rowing. Yeah. You can split them on land. So you can take a three-boat
0: counter and split it into a two-boat and a one-boat counter.
1: Correct. Okay. So recombining also counts. You could take your one-boat counter and your two-boat counter make it a three. And a two-and-two, though, would become a three and a... One. Yep. So it's just simple math at that point. Yeah. So you're approaching the water on land you can break your boats up send your leader across separately and all that if now these are off their rafts i'm sorry i'm using like the word boat you're using the word boat but you mean rafts because I, well yeah. do the do the assault boats come in a one counter i don't think so well uh it's there's only one counter for assault boats. but the rafts they show is separate yeah
0: they show three yes
1: different, yeah. correct So that only applies to the rafts. Of course, a big boat, you're all in it, and it gets sunk, you're all dead. Yeah. Now, a large raft may carry ordnance. Uh, That's a gun, right? Oh, a large raft. Okay, tell me about the large
0: raft. Is that a separate illustration? It is, yeah. There's a separate
1: counter for the large raft. And that can carry a gun with a manhandling number greater than or equal to 10. So it's one of those light, easy-to-push guns. Yeah, okay. At a cost of 10 portage points. What's the portage points on that boat? 24 on the large raft. Ooh. So 10 of that. You have a gun on there.
0: Yeah. And then the crew for five,
1: another half squad. That's 20. And then a leader and a light machine gun or something. Okay. You can load that boat by passing a morale, an M number die roll. Oh, is that like a uh, manhandle number? Thank you. Manhandling number die roll to load the gun onto the, so it's, you know, 10 or greater. You roll less than the manhandling number to load it successfully, usually, with that modifier chart, I'm assuming. And it costs one movement factor, seems cheap to load, only loaded if beached along the gun's uh hex has the gun in its hex side. Yeah, makes sense. Of course, you got a beach. We'll get into that. Uh, unloading costs one plus the terrain. And again, you make a manhandling die roll to move yeah, the gun. To see so, if you can get it off the yeah, boat. Yeah, you're going to load the gun. Okay, it's a movement roll. Roll to load it. Roll to unload it. And what's the cost? One on the boat and then one plus the terrain, just like normal, going off onto a beach, you know, onto land. Yeah. you You, you pay that cost.
0: Scenario is going to be over. By the time you get the the gun manhandled nah. onto the raft, and then the raft across the river, and then the gun manhandled off the raft,
1: and then ready to fire, it's like, nah. you know, the,
0: Yeah, the scenario ended well two turns ago.
1: I don't think I've ever done that, and I played all the raft scenarios. Yeah, that out there. yeah, that's so. what I was. I was wondering how often you get to these rules. Not Obviously, bad. Not you, you will find a bunch of river ones, though. Um somewhere there was a list. I don't have no idea where I saw that. Yeah. It's gotta be somewhere. You wanna of the... play boats and assault boats and yeah. rafts? Play oh, these. Okay. Yeah, there are several. But rare. Agreed. Now when you take your passengers and guns and you put them onto your boats, you get to use the cloaking box. Do you remember what that is? Yeah. It's got the A B Right. How that works. So then you put
0: Yeah, that's so your opponent doesn't know exactly what's on the boats.
1: Yeah. If you have boat A, you put the guys in the little box A yeah. and hide it. As Mark was coming across that you gotta water you got to leave chill. holes in it, the box, so they <laughs> <Yeah>. can breathe. <laughs> or they'll but, die. Yeah. And put in food. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark was, um, yeah, coming across, and I, I'm like, well, I'm going to want to shoot at that 10-egg-3, I'm sure. And then we, I went, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. I think you're supposed to cloak those up, if we remember correctly. Yeah. And he was. Hmm. So. I wonder why that
0: is. Why they decided to have cloaking for boats. Too deadly if you sink that boat.
1: Yeah, because they all, because everybody. They drown. They drown. Mm. Okay. Yeah, and I'm sure that's it. I you, you yeah. mean, it's just, if you get that lucky roll, they're gone. There's yeah. no ra- routing and rallying. Right. Nothing. So at least hide them so that your opponent can't tell what boat to shoot at. Oh which would be mega gaming getting old jeff standing up yeah, and groaning. Oh, he's getting a foam padding for himself yeah i'm sitting down <laughs> on this foam pillow don't get the wrong idea
0: it's just this chair is like yeah actually the chair of horrors are you having a problem with yeah my too? left
1: yeah the angle of this is yeah i'll try that one your next left
0: time. what butt cheek but phone was no i won't massage that for you
1: <laughs> so you're not considered concealed, though, even though you're off board on the cloaking thing. Subject to loss and wounds normally, like we just talked about. And yeah. you resolve casualty reduction in the cloaking box out of sight of your opponent. So I hit it. I got, oh, Mark, I got a casualty reduction. And he just said, okay, something's gone. Okay. All right. So I had no idea who I hit. He said I just missed his 10-nig 3 I would maybe. never trust anybody to do that. Well, you're going to have to. Oh, uh, well, no way. Well, then you can make him write it down, I guess, on a side note. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Right. Um Passengers, oh, support weapon must be de-dismantled if possible to load onto the boat dismantle it up, which again does slow hmm. it down a bit. Yeah. But, and rule 5.124, empty boats can be manhandled, so you can carry your rafts, you can carry that assault boat. Men are not TI when they do that, and they can carry their normal IPC, individual portage capacity. Did you say rule 5.124?
0: Yep. I don't have a five one two four. I've got five one two three, and then five two. I'm just wondering. Do if- you really? Yeah. Okay, but <laughs> I could be wrong. Well, you could be right. Maybe I've just got missing a page or something. <laughs> no, it's consecutive. Yeah, it's. Con- but anyway, I didn't want to catch you up on that. I just thought five that was one two.
1: Okay, so but go ahead with the rules. Oh, I'm sorry, so five point one two four. Yeah okay go ahead empty boats can be manhandled okay again you need a third of the portage capacity to do so i don't know what that meant oh just like to paddle them you need a third if they can carry 20 guys you need a third of that of guys to carry to carry the boat yeah
0: where are you going to go with it
1: to the water
0: Oh, okay. And I have yeah, played yeah, scenarios
1: yeah. where they're carrying them to the water. Oh, they are. Once okay. you get to the other side, you rarely ever want to take yeah. it out. You just yeah. want to get out and fight. But Okay. You, can you carry them into a building, Jeff? Sure, why not? Because it's a building. But there are some exceptions to going into that building. Really big open buildings. Sure. Factories. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Just a factory stairwell. Weird. But factory stairwell is really <laughs> weird. I mean, it's weird. I'm like, ah, oh, interesting. They picked out a factory stairwell to be the place you're going to carry this carry boat. boat.
0: How often does that happen? That ain't
1: happening. These rules are not play, are not, they're,
0: nobody writes scenarios for all these rules. No, but they're very thorough rules, aren't they're they? They're covered. We should write a scenario where you have to carry the boat into the factory, maybe to get it repaired. I don't and know. And
1: take it upstairs. Yeah. There's no bypass carrying a boat. <laughs> Yeah, I can believe that. And up to four assault boats may be towed. Towed. Towed, okay. You just hook you tow them, I guess. Do they come on wheels? Maybe they come on those carriages, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's bringing up all kinds of... Now I'm on rule 5.21. Does that say like something about movement phase and loading?
0: Yeah, movement phase and
1: loading. Okay. Once beached during the water... Okay, the passengers have four movement factors when they mount or riding or dismount, just like a vehicle. Remember, you can use a, you you can't go double time when you're loading, unloading a vehicle. Right. Yeah. Same thing. If infantry load at one movement factor, just like a vehicle, plus the hex side movement factor to cross over, because you're gonna beat your boat along a hex side. Yeah. Parallel to it, and get out on the other hex. So you slide it up to the hex side, and then jump out on the other hex. Yes, right. Pull up too. Yeah. And so that's one movement factor plus the hex side movement factor. If you're going over a wall, you got to pay that. Yeah. Um, and remaining movement factors can power a quarter of the water movement points. So it's just quartered again. So when you get on the boat, they pay one of their movement factors. Yeah. And they have three quarters left of their four movement, right? right, three left. Each point is a quarter Yeah. of the water movement point, so you prorate it. Is that the word? Yes. If you used half your move before you got in the boat, right. you only have half the two movement factors left to propel the boat. Right. Yeah. Okay. And they, yeah, boats use movement points. And the advance phase. You cannot manhandle, but you may load... If it's beached, so you can advance in and out of the boat. So one movement point to go in, sail, let's say, one mo- boat movement point across a very skinny river, mm-hmm. and then advance out, the other side. I'm sure. Okay. You can va- advance out. In and or in. Out? And in, yep. Okay. Beaching is free. So you enter the hex with the water, and that one hex side has the beach on it or land, whatever, and then you just say, I'm beached, I'm going to put it parallel to this hex side, free cost. Right. Just slide on up there and straddle it, and it can can it not be a cliff or a pontoon bridge to mm-hmm. straddle next to to get out on. And if it's not declared when entering the hex, then it costs another movement factor to do so. So I paddle into the last water hex, and I should say, I'm beaching, and just sh- pull it sideways and oh. straddle it up. If I forget to do that, I move, and then my opponent, I don't know, says, oh, let me think a minute. Or or I go, oh, wait a minute. I wanted to beach there. Yeah. Well, then you got to pay the point for forgetting to beach it. Yeah. Okay. And you can only load or unload across that hex side you're straddled up against. Yeah. Can't jump the other way. Right. And... Drift, it doesn't affect it while it's on beaching. You hit the land, you're stuck. You're not yeah. drift. An abandoned drifting boat, let's say, guys, when would you have an abandoned boat? I don't know. For some reason, people abandoned it, and it's floating empty. It rolls a die when it goes next to a beach or land hex, and if it rolls a one, it's going to beach. Oh, okay. One out of six chance of it beaching itself without a rider or driver or whatever. And it's a mandatory roll. You can't. Well not it'd be considered it. abandoned if everybody
0: if the crew and passengers were well but eliminated. I right? guess, but they're not. Because eliminating not breaking, them doesn't
1: doesn't sink the boat, does they it? They live or die with the boat, die roll with the boat. Oh, they do. Right? If it gets half squatted, half are gone. Yeah. If that half's gone, they're all gone. So there's no real breaking and then breaking again to be eliminated without right. the boat being affected. So oh. I'm not sure. 5.3, water movement. All right, so you're in the water. You must have enough guys to paddle, or you're just going to drift Yeah, across. Exception, the German assault boat that has the driver. Okay. All right. Advanced phase movement is only a drifting in a moderate or heavy current. Uh, so during the advance, when you're paddling across a really long river, wide river, then comes the advance phase. You won't drift, and only if it's at a moderate or heavy current. So when you're right. boating, you don't advance forward with the boat, but you do drift at that point in a moderate or heavy only, or if you're beaching or unbeaching. Then there's no move through a pontoon bridge. Those are laid at water level, mm-hmm. so you can't go through there. You don't pay a stop or starting points ever for the boats. You don't do a vehicle covered arc change. There's no reverse movement allowed. Yeah, okay. And you don't pay for overstacked. Hmm. You yeah. don't
0: pay for overstack.
1: No. I think that has a normal penalty like a overstacked vehicles instead of oh, an okay. egg one for oh. too many squads. Oh, so yeah. I'm okay. thinking. And so then you hit this beach now. You've called, I'm going to beach it. You turn it, straddle it. You can unload if you have a movement factor left. Right, Because right? it's one to unload plus the terrain. Or in advance phase, you unload. Now, there's a rule 5.34.
0: But a boat has, uh, let me just go back. A yeah. boat has uh, a small raft or a large raft or a assault boat that's not one of the German ones. Yeah, Those all have two movement points, which means they can go two hexes.
1: Well, you can pay a point to enter them. If they're
0: beached, let it's, it's already in the it's already in the water. Two hexes, two hexes plus drift during the advance phase. If there's
1: medium or, down or high, which is downstream, yeah, often not the direction you want to go. Yeah, so you want to plan for that drift too. Yeah, okay. start a little upstream of where you want to land. Yeah, because you're going to drift a hex or two in a moderate or heavy stream yeah, current. current. Okay, yeah, okay. And so if you're already got only you know you're one hex away from that la- that water land hex. You move into the water, and then freely beach, and you have one movement factor left to unload. Except you got to pay cost of terrain. Yeah. So getting out is usually going to be the advanced phase, unless you got those four movement point boats.
0: So I guess you want to be careful to to get out of. Well, let's see. You said when you're when you're at the beach, there's no drifting. Right. Uh, but if you haven't beached. You can drift along. True.
1: Those hexes that are That is true. Yeah, okay. Even if if the board is set up right, you could drift another hex over right yeah. by the land. Yeah. Okay. And shoot firing from a boat. You can fire your small arms and light machine guns, and it's just kind of like a, a vehicle. Okay. Haft for mounted fire. Yeah. From a truck. Haft uh moving fire. So it's a quarter if you're unbeached. Yeah. But if you've beached, you're no longer moving. It's just the half fire power. Okay. And it's half again for the advanced fire phase. So the worst shot is uh, floating boats in the advanced fire phase. Yeah. half three times. And there's no prep fire from an unbeached, so you're just moving. You can't prep and then not move. Okay. (laughs) And stay in the water. So you hit that water... The goal is always to get across the okay, water. Yeah. Okay. Uh, fire group only with dudes in your own boat. Makes sense. Yeah. And then rule 5.5. 5. Now, this is about killing the boats. Okay, so we pretty well covered. Yeah. Getting in your boat, portaging your boat, putting a gun in your boat. Right. How to move in the boat, unload, and how to shoot from the boat. So non-ordinance, an area fire versus a boat in the water. Non beached boat in the water it is a half firepower shot, as I mentioned on that scenario review. Right. Using the star vehicle line, unarmored vehicle line. Okay. No first fire movement, open ground, or non assault movement counts. And it's the same simple procedure for using against unarmored vehicles, I believe. It's less than the number. So if you have a kill chart um, like this. We see on these eight firepower, the kill numbers is a seven. Star vehicle line. 12 shot, it's an eight. Now, of course, your fire's halved at these vo- boats. So if you've got a 12, you're down to a six, which is a six or less. Okay. To get a result. Yeah. So the six less than equals a number of boats in that hex. And if you could look at that, equals the highest KIA number could sink. Or will sink. So if you look at chart 12, let's say a 24-shot half to 12. Okay. What's the highest KIA number in that? Two. Two KIA? So the most... Oh, no, I see what you're saying. It's a three KIA. Then three ships, boats in that hex could all be sunk from that one shot. Makes sense? So jump down to the six firepower. Okay. How many KIA? Three. Still three. A three KIA? Yeah. You can get on a six-shot? Yeah. What about a two? Uh
0: two. Two KIA.
1: And then a one? One KIA. Okay. So a one shot could never sink two boat counters. Right. And oh, exception? Defensive first fire affects only the moving unit like normal. Yeah. So, even if I get a, oh, 3KA in that column, I could sink three. No, you can't. It's just a moving unit. And if you equal the final die roll equals the star number, well, that means one passenger, random selection, casualty reduced. Okay. It's like your half squad kind of chart, equal to the star number, and um, nothing on greater than, I guess. So, non ordnance and area targets versus a beached um, ship boat, sorry, raft, use the star line at full firepower. So bingo, uh, they beach, full fire shot. Yeah, of course, now okay. they're not going to drown, though. It's a drawback True. to that. <laughs> yeah. 5.52, ordnance fire versus boats in the water. Affects only one counter, so your cannons, your gun, can only hit one of the counters. Vehicle overstack penalties apply here. Like it would normally for a vehicle. Okay. I think it's if you roll one greater than, yikes, the kill number, or the hit number, then you the miss becomes a hit. That's true. It's true. Um, direct fires resolved versus a hull down target. Hmm. So I guess hull hits just hit the water and the yeah. shells deflect. Okay. Case J plus two, what is that one, applies with no subcases? Is that versus the moving in line of sight or something? J? Uh, moving or motion vehicle plus okay. two. With no subcases, which were yeah. limited in line of sight, right? Uh, yes, that's right. And a boat sinks if it's hit by a vehicle. <laughs> oh, no, no. When a truck runs it over in the yeah, water? I would think so. A boat sinks if it's hit by the vehicle or infantry target type shot. Oh, okay. Exception a three boat would become a two boat, so you'd half squat it. Okay. Every time you get a hit, and then there's no heat or ordnance ATR against a boat. Yeah. Okay, beached or in the water. There's no, forget the high explosive anti-tank, bazookas, and all against the boat. And if the boat is landed, okay, then it's a plus two target size. It's hull down and it's motion. Oh, hull down and motion don't apply because you're beached now. You're not moving. You're not hull down in the water. And it's plus two to hit, target size. And then it sinks. Hmm. So Mm -hmm. what happens when it sinks? All support weapons and guns are? Eliminated. And passengers eliminated unless beached or shallow water. Then they take an IFT um, normally. So, oh, morale check, one morale check, pin check. Okay. Take the normal results and with the same die roll and a neg-2 hazardous movement and are considered fording infantry. So your boat goes down, beached or in shallow water, you're now fording up that little remainder of the water and use those rules. And then 5.531, there's a thing called a water line. So sunk dudes, if beached, treat, treat it as if at NEG1 open ground level land. Mm-hmm. So you're in the water hex, but you just treat them as if they're in the land. Yeah. So they're standing up to knee deep in the water or something. And they have the NEG2 hazardous movement while they're there. And uh, that also applies if left boat... If they left their boat and they're hit Oh, I get it now. Um so this also applies if the guys unloaded, went onto the land there yeah. while they unloaded, and suddenly you pull out your concealed guy right there on the water's edge.
0: Oh well, now
1: where do I go? Remember they have to go stay back in their hex. So now they count as that at the water line for that same situation. Um but then once you leave the water line you never re enter it and it no longer exists. Close combat. It is allowed. It causes the enemy. Oh, because the enemy could be in a boat, in your hex, enemy boat to boat close combat. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Wow. Pontoon boat, or they could be on a pontoon bridge and you are there. Uh, They could be fording or swimming alongside your boat, the enemy. Or uh, you move normally in the advance, in the movement phase and the advance phase, and you go to close combat. There's a plus two to attack and a neg two against the boat passengers. Hmm. So. The guys on the pontoon bridge would have quite the advantage, I guess. And a boat cannot be attacked and is destroyed if by itself it can't be attacked, but it is destroyed if all passengers are eliminated. Just passengers eliminated in close combat. What happens to the boat? Just get rid of it. And you can capture a boat only if you capture the passengers. So you know how when you do a close combat, you get a neg to capture. But I don't know, close combat ain't going to be happening much against the boats. and That's all of the boat rules. Critical parts being just that loading, moving, unloading and firing on the boats. Sinking, they're all gone. Only when you're getting near that waterline do you have to even look at the that last set of rules or the close combat. Wow. So They're that's fun. Some,
0: yeah. But that's some serious ruleage. They're easy though.
1: Because the mechanics for i guess on the on the star yeah, line are the same as yeah. an unarmed vehicle, yeah, that's true, less than you know the casualty reduction, yeah, yeah, and so if we did swimming right now, we'd chop out that water rules part, yeah, should we do it, yeah, okay, we're at an hour and eight,
0: so sure, that time. won't take too yeah. long, I hope, okay, so swimming, yeah i i didn't even know there were swimming rules in this
1: you're not going to use
0: them much, so yeah, so um you don't swim uh as a result of your boat getting eliminated right because you're gone because you're gone to, to this. this so that's that's not how you you get your swimming happening, but they are the personnel are allowed to swim and enter the water only in non frigid water obstacles. If it was frigid, then it'd be frozen, you'd be walking on it or dead. Hypothermia. Yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't think of that. Um, in order to swim, in order to enter the water, you first have to pass a task check. Okay. Um, and I think that's that sort of indicates as you're getting ready to get in the water, yeah. like maybe taking your pants off. I don't know. <laughs> Feeling you, lucky? punk? You got to pass a task check, and if you don't pass the task check, you you just have to sit there. Now, that's that's the end of your movement phase. So um, doesn't keep you from trying again next time. But this time, all you all you can do is sit there. If you pass the ta- task check, then you can get in the water, and you can you cannot go into the water during the advance phase. Okay. So if you missed so you your you could task get check, on your boat, but you can't get in your water. Right. Now. Okay. You, unit enters the water. Uh, it, you can enter from a, a cliffside or any upper level, but you just have to then take a morale check because you jump in off a cliff. Right. So you can go off one, one building
1: level. out of a building into the
0: water. Yeah. So you take a morale check, and then there's some die roll modifiers in there. So if you're going off level one, there's a plus one die roll modifier. Okay, and the morale check. And if you can go off from level two into the water, (laughs) it's a plus
1: two. And three, obviously. Uh, Let me guess. Failure of this is going to half squad you? Um, Instead of break you in the water? Well, there are no broken units in the water. There we go. So you just get eliminated. Do you get rated like a 8.9, yeah, 8. 9.2 yeah. by a panel of judges yes, as you, you go do. off the yes, high cliffs? that's
0: exactly right. Yeah, you don't want to do a belly flop because <laughs> that's immediate elimination. <laughs> Swimmers do not take pin checks. Yeah. And they are not sub- subjected to any pin or heat of battle or loss lost, leader, leader moral or lost morale
1: check. Okay. Yeah.
0: So uh, now, as you're once you're in the water, as you're actually swimming, movement from one uh, water hex to another requires all of the movement factors. So you're only going your to one squad. Yeah, I mean your whole counter. You're only going to like go one four. hex at yeah. a time. Yeah, and you may not go in uh, any further in the advance phase. But if there is, as we mentioned before, medium or heavy current, you can drift. Okay, boy, that's slow swimming. That's very slow swimming. Yeah, you're not. You're not going to get very far with that. Um, swimmers may enter an abandoned friendly boat or vehicle in the same location during their advance phase, but only during the advance phase. So, you know, when I read that, I thought, because I glanced through the boat ones too, and I thought, are there, so there are instances where the boat.
1: I was just thinking, I don't know when that's going to happen. These all sink. when When they sink, the guys are killed. All oh, the raft boat rules, but you can get in friendly. So if you if, if you manage unloaded, to, you, there's no rule for pushing it back out into the water. Right? It's, yeah, there isn't beached. We don't know. No. We're dumbfounded. Yep. We are agog.
0: But if it well, so let's let's forget about abandon. But if it's a friendly boat, you can get in if it's in the same location. So somebody Guy's could work their boat along. In? Yeah, you get in during the advance phase. Oh, so there's no check to get in. Right. Uh, swimmers and forders may enter an enemy-occupied boat, but only if beached and pa- uh, or paddled, and only during the close combat phase in which they have successfully
1: captured all enemy passengers. There's your close combat yeah. again I just talked about. Okay. Yeah. Captured the passengers, so that's the only way they can capture the boat. Yeah.
0: Right. Swimmers may not fire, but can engage in close combat using their in- inherent one unarmed combat, unarmed close combat factor. Oh, like a prisoner yeah. one. Yeah. Swimmers have no close combat value and may not tow a boat or amphibious vehicle. <laughs> Put the rope in their mouth and, and their swim. Teeth. Swim. <laughs> this part I like. 6.21 drowning. A die roll must be made for each swimmer at the end of every friendly advance phase in which that swimmer is in a water obstacle, and if you roll greater than or equal to a twelve in a slow current, you're eliminated. If it's a media, moderate current, then it's eleven, hmm. and if it's a high current, it's tw- a heavy current. It's ten.
1: It doesn't seem severe to me. It's not that bad, yeah.
0: really. Yeah, I kind of expected it would be easier to drown. Um, oh, and if you are drifting, then you just use what, and you're using that die roll. You just take the colored die roll as your drift, as your drift chance.
1: Okay. Not both die.
0: So you don't run, you don't have to roll twice. Yeah. You're rolling during the advanced phase and that'll, if, if obviously if you... If you drown, then you don't have to take the drift. If you don't (laughs) drown, then use that same, you use that colored dial for your drift. Swimmers are not eligible for any TEM, although they can benefit from smoke. They don't uh, qualify for first fire movement in open ground or Or non-assault movement. movement. HE and IFE attacks versus swimmers are not subject to half firepower. No, okay. Yeah. But all other non-close combat attacks are he equivalency may not be used versus swimmers, which oh, makes like, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, swimmers cannot portage any equipment. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah,
1: And that's no carrying that heavy machine gun with you while you're swimming. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, if these, if the SSR allows, then any personal unit, personnel unit that rolls less than its ELR with a colored die roll. During one of its t- task checks, is assumed to have found enough material to make a floating pe- platform to carry its small arms. Otherwise, you're swimming and you lose your you lose your small arms. Your, yeah, yeah, but not your. You don't find enough material for your support weapon, but at least for your small arms, you you can.
1: Oh right, so the machine guns are gone. Right, always. Yeah, but you could take your rifle and ammunition and stick it on something. Right, from the boat or the ref, ref, refuse or land or whatever. Right, flotsam and jetsam. Yes,
0: cavalry may swim using the same rules with the following exceptions: horses have yeah. motor have can have motors mounted on their rear ends. No. <laughs> Cavalry do not require a task check to attempt to swim, and they're not uh, represented as unarmed units. They retain their full close combat firepower, but cannot otherwise fire. So they can't fire while they're swimming. They cannot enter the water from a location that would require morale check. So there's no, you can't, you you can't jump your horse off of a two-level cliff. Well, they used
1: to in the old westerns.
0: I know, but uh, they lost too many horses that way. Then there's fording lines, and I I've never seen this before. An SSR may specifically mention the presence of fording lines. Like a rope exactly. across the river. Across a non fordable uh, obstacle. Such units are not swimmers and may remain armed. A swimmer who enters a fording line may then start fording. However, broken, wounded, berserk units fording via fording line are considered eliminated. So, oh, now we know what happens to those Berserk units. <laughs> they get eliminated. That probably happens if he's Berserking and running across. you probably just eliminate him. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Forders using a fording line may not fire while fording. Gotta have one hand on the line, I right. guess. And if engaging in close combat, they can only use their one inherent close combat factor. Okay, again, like a swimmer. Right. A fording line can be
1: eliminated as if it was a field phone line. Okay, blown up. Yeah, yeah. and you roll, a, I don't know, 11 or 12 or something with an OBA in the, in that hex, and it can break at the line, yeah.
0: Or by an unbroken personnel unit that merely declares the attempt in a friendly yep. fire
1: phase. Right, yep, they cut it.
0: Now, what it, what it doesn't say here is what happens if that is cut while All they are, are fording. They probably become swimmers. They probably become swimmers. Doesn't say that, but we can assume that. So that's swimming. Swimming. We did boating and swimming all in one night. Yeah, one show. Um, Sounds like
1: that should be the end of the show. Boating, swimming. What's next? Tobogganing. Tobogganing. Well, you want to do an addiction next, so yeah. We'll jump back into that. I think yeah, we didn't cover that before. We probably did somewhere, but uh, probably now just you have new insight. Yes, exactly. Give it the full treatment.
0: So lots of rules this show. Good meat and potatoes ASL. Yeah.
1: Get out there and play one of those boating. Have fun boating. Remember you to got be the, safe. You got the Volga, and you got... I know there's Americans somewhere. Well, uh, the Red Rapido. That was a... I think that was a Heat of Battle scenario. I know there's Americans. I know there's German Crossing. Maybe I'll come up with a list for the next show. Find that list or... Make one. Yeah, we could probably go on. Fly Game through squad. those scenarios. Somebody's, find them. Yeah, someone's got one. Someone has got one. But I'd like to play one of
0: those if you, if we can do that. So that wraps it up, everybody. Wrap it up. Thanks again for listening. Thank you, and uh, we hope you will join us again next time for another exciting episode. And if you don't think this one was exciting, wait till next time. And we still got those hmm. shirts left. So get your sure T-shirt that order yes.
1: in. Let's contact us by Gmail. Tell you with your size and address. We'll tell you if we have a shirt available, and you can make a deposit to our PayPal or sometimes my PayPal. I have been taking the postage yeah, right. occasionally. And um, we'll let you know if that shirt's available for you to proudly wear around your neighborhood. Yes, indeedy. You'll be the talk of the neighborhood. Well, thanks, everybody.
0: Remember to roll low and rally well. Good but not when you're playing, you're
1: playing us. us. Bye bye. Ta-ta. into the beach and one of Teddy's horses starts swimming out to sea.